And so this morning, before we get to communion, I'd like to share a little devotional with you. The devotional comes out of Haggai 2. Now, you don't need to turn there because uh, the version I'm going to share with you from is the New Living Translation, and so I'm going to put it on the screen in just a minute. But the reason Haggai 2 is because uh, for a long time, as we've been going through Grace Beyond, God has sort of lined up the books of the Bible that are connected to Israel and the rebuilding of the temple. So that's the books of Ezra, Nehemiah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And uh, you have heard me say many times from the platform, if you're going through a, a situation in life, find your psalm, which means... There's something that's written in the book of Psalms that's going to sort of give words to your feelings and give you guidance and direction. Likewise, I'll, we will often say, find your place in the story of the Scriptures, meaning there'll be some story, some passage of Scripture that seems to fit exactly with where you're at and what you're going through. And when you find that story, it gives you hope and encouragement and also guidance to know how to live your story in line with the story as presented in God's Word. Well, for us collectively with Grace Beyond, the story of Israel rebuilding the temple after their exile in Babylon, the stories of Ezra and Nehemiah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, have been sort of our place. This is what the journey that we're on. Now, I've known that for some time, but about two or three months ago, probably seven or eight different individuals in the congregation, independent of one another, contacted me in a variety of ways and said, the Lord keeps putting Haggai 2 on my heart in connection with Grace Beyond and in connection with Calvary. Now you hear that once or twice, that's really interesting, but at some point, seven or eight times, that had my attention. One of the people said, read it in the New Living Translation, especially in connection with our return back into this sanctuary space. And so we read that on December 18th when we were here, but it felt right to sort of explain a little bit more about what I think God is saying to our church through Haggai 2, because... It contains encouragement and blessing for us as we think about this new year and as we think about moving forward. So let me read to you Haggai 2 uh, as it comes in the New Living Translation. This begins in verse 10. On December 18 of the second year of King Darius' reign, the Lord sent this message to Haggai the prophet. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Ask the priests this question about the law. If one of you is carrying some meat from a holy sacrifice in his robes, and his robe happens to brush against some bread or stew, wine or olive oil, or any other kind of food, will it also become holy? The priest replied, no. Then Haggai asked, if someone becomes ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person and then touches any of these foods, will the food be defiled? 
And the priests answered, yes. Then Haggai responded, that is how it is with the people and this nation, says the Lord. Everything they do and everything they offer is defiled by their sin. Look at what was happening to you before you began to lay the foundation of the Lord's temple. When you hoped for a 20 bushel crop, you harvested only 10. When you expected to draw 50 gallons from the wine press, you found only 20. I sent blight and mildew and hail to destroy everything you worked so hard to produce. Even so, you failed to return to me, says the Lord. Think about this 18th day of December, the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Think carefully. I am giving you a promise now while the seed is still in the barn. You have not harvested your grain and your grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, and olive trees have not yet produced their crops. But from this day onward, I will bless you. Now, Haggai 2 mentions the date December 18th. And the question is, well, where did they get that date from? Because if you read it in the NIV, it says on the 24th day of the ninth month. Well, that's referring to the Hebrew calendar. And we happen to know that the foundation of the temple was built and dedicated in the year 520 B.C., in the Hebrew calendar, the 24th day of the ninth month in 520 B.C. corresponds to December 18th. So that's why the translators of the New Living Translation have told us December 18th is the day on which the foundation of that temple was finished and dedicated. Now, four or five months ago, our construction manager and the Grace Beyond Steering Committee picked December 18th as the day to be back in here without any knowledge whatsoever of Haggai. This was simply the earliest day we could get in. Coming back on the 25th of December didn't seem uh, wise. And so we worked urgently towards that date that they picked seemingly randomly. A month or two after that day had been picked, God communicated with about, like I said, seven or eight different people independent of one another and kept emphasizing Haggai 2. Well, you can see when we read Haggai 2 in the New Living Translation and read the date, December 18th, as the day in which the temple is dedicated to the Lord, that had my attention. <clears throat> that didn't seem accidental. Now, as you look through the message in Haggai, the first part of it is a rebuke. It's a criticism of Israel and their attitude toward God and their attitude towards money. Now, interestingly, we don't have time this morning to do this, but when you have time, go back and read all of Haggai 2 in the New Living Translation, and you will find there was another message from the Lord that very year on October 17th. So October 17th, 520, the first message in Haggai 2 was delivered. 
Well, once I saw the connection with December 18th, my curiosity was up. What was going on at Calvary Church on October 17th? Well, not much on October 17th, but October 16th was a Sunday. And on that Sunday, Pastor Tom was preaching out of the book of Malachi, chapter 1, on giving tithes and offerings to the Lord. And he said in that sermon, and if you haven't listened to that sermon or forgotten that sermon, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it. I went back and listened to it this week and thought, wow, this is really from the Lord. And in that sermon, he made the point there are sometimes carrots and there are sometimes sticks that God uses to motivate us. And Malachi 1 was a stick, which was basically, look, I'm not pleased with some of the attitudes about money and giving and giving God our best. Now, what I didn't tell you about that sermon is, is that I didn't know I was going to be gone that week. And when I laid out the sermon series, there were a few sermons right about that time that I wasn't sure because they were from Romans 12, but one was from Genesis 22, one was from Malachi 1, and one was from 1 Peter, which one to do when. And so I just silently prayed, casted lots, and that Malachi 1 sermon fell on October 16th, and it fell to Tom to be the one to have to deliver that message. I was grateful for that. (laughs) All part of God's plan. And so in the book of Haggai, God says, now listen, before December 18th, when you had been doing financial things, there had been a level of frustration. You remember in the passage it said, when you expected 20 bushels, you got only 10, exactly half. Now again, my ears perked up at this because... You may remember when we originally did the pledges for Grace Beyond, we were asking for $26 million at that time in pledges, and we received 13, exactly half. Again, that had my attention. But the point of Haggai 2 was to say, look, up to this point it has been a struggle, and it's been difficult financially, But you've continued to press through, and we did. We went forward in faith because God told us, do this. And we went forward in faith, not knowing where all of the money was going to come from. We went forward in faith, and God took us on a journey to Calvin College, and we went through this huge construction project. When I read Haggai 2, and God says, now listen, I've picked this day that from this day on to bless you financially with the situation that you're in. I took that to be good news. Now listen, in the passage, December 18th is not the day of harvest. It's not the day that all the money comes in. It's the day that the seed in the barn is blessed. And God says, from this day forward, I'm making you a promise And so here I am to tell you, I think this promise applies to us. I think we're following in the same pattern as Israel was when they were building, rebuilding their temple and dedicating it to the Lord. And part of that seed in the barn is again, I mean in hindsight this would have been fantastic. We took an offering on December 18th. 
That didn't have anything to do with Haggai 2. We didn't know anything about Haggai 2 at that point. But the Lord laid on the steering committee's heart, uh, the communication team especially, that we were supposed to take an offering of gratitude on December 18th. Great. We prayed about it. The Lord seemed to be in it. So we decided to take an offering. That offering, uh, I'm glad to report to you, came in at $1.2 million dollars. Now, I will tell you, that offering is between three and four times more than any offering we've ever collected at Calvary Church. It's more than ever has been given sort of at one time, but this was not a pledge thing. This was actually cash gifts that were given simply to say thank you to the Lord. And God's trying to say, look. That's the seed in the barn. It's not the end of the financial issues. It's not all the payment for all of the stuff. But listen, pay attention. And so I'm telling you, I can't wait to see what God does. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know in what way. But I'm claiming this promise. And I'm asking the Lord, Lord, we're following you and we're doing what you want us to do. Lead us in the way that you want to go. And on December 18th, in connection with Haggai 2, I feel like the Lord gave us seed in the barn uh, that he's going to use to bless. We still have uh, bills to pay. But the good news going into 2017 is that we've got a promise from the Lord that he wants to bless us. That he's pleased with us. That we're on the right path. You know, the great thing about being on a journey with the Lord is that regularly along the way, he gives you little updates to say, don't worry, I'm with you. He doesn't make everything clear. He doesn't make everything go away. He doesn't make everything simple or everything easy. But regularly along the way, he says, don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. That's what Haggai 2 has been. That's what that offering on December 18th, one of these encouragements. Look, there's still more money to pay, but don't worry. I'm with you. And up until this point, what had felt like a struggle and a stretch and a difficulty, the Lord says, I have seen that and I'm with you. Now also on December 18th, we not only took a financial offering, there was an opportunity for people to write notes of gratitude to the Lord. If you've not been in the crosswalk, which is sort of the area right behind the sanctuary yet, please walk through there uh, on your way out because on the wall are about 600 notes of gratitude to the Lord for His amazing grace. That's actually a key to another, the second promise that God's making in Haggai 2, which far, far, far exceeds any monetary blessings. In Haggai 2, if you go back and read the chapter, the Lord says, now look, pay attention. How many of you remember the former temple that was here and its glory? He says, the future, this temple... The glory of this temple will far exceed the glory of the former temple. Not because the building will be prettier, but because in Haggai it says, because to this temple, the one that Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Ezra, Nehemiah are building, to this temple the Lord himself will come. And that when Jesus came to earth, it was the temple that Haggai Zechariah, Malachi, were building that God came to.
And the promise from Haggai too is that because we have gone with God on this journey, his promise is, is to meet with us in this space during our gatherings in new and powerful and unique ways. Because the other thing that happened on December 18th, now this is just sort of subjective to me. In my 30 years associated with Calvary Church, that was the service in which I felt God's presence more powerfully than at any other time. Now, he's always present. But on the 18th, I felt like there was a bit of a glimpse of heaven opening up and God descending and being present with us. That's the promise. From this day forward, not that there won't be any struggles. There will be. But going into 2017 and beyond, the promise from the Lord is, I will be with you. And that's the great promise. And so as we think about this first day of, December, of, of January 2017, we celebrate communion together because it's an opportunity to be reminded that God is faithful to his promises and that God has promised in a special way to be with us going forward individually and collectively. Not because of our righteousness, not because of all the things we've done, but because he is a gracious and kind God. And if we're willing by faith to let him lead and have us follow, he says, I will dwell with you in a unique and powerful way. So he says, remember December 18th. So I'm encouraging you. Remember December 18th.